Sajay, thanks for being here on Laying It On Thick. Thank you for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I'm super super stoked. This is my first like real interview. Oh sweet. <laughs> we've had we've had some attempts, but this is this is legit. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, sweet. man. And uh, dude, so you're here because you have an album coming out. I do. I've been working on this album for close to I think like two years nice. as like a contained some sort of project, and then really this last year is when it kind of like became an album, like some of the materials from a while ago. But yeah, it's all culminated in this uh project that is of higher quality than anything I've ever been able to put out. I wanted this to be like a statement of like, you know, like what I can do and like what, you know, like I don't know. I I'm not like classically trained as a musician. Yeah. Well, what what can you do? You should, let's tell the audience here, man. What kind of music are you into? What what do you do? So, I make uh hip hop music um and I'm getting into production. Uh I come from a very like musically inclined family. So I've always been around music. I used to go to jam sessions. I learned classical guitar from my grandfather for a while. Um, my grandma's like a piano player. My other, everybody in my family's about music. So uh, I like was trying to find out where I fit in in that equation. Like growing up, I tried different things, and it's left me with a pretty diverse background in like music in general. I lived with a lot of different people growing up, so like being around different cultures and their music taste and stuff. And yeah, so now it's like, I love so much about all this different types of music. Like I, I hate genres as like a word just cause yeah. like it's yeah. all so good. And like, this is a, this is a hip hop album uh, with like a gospel core to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like, you know, I don't know. I listened to Kanye's album. I was like a Kanye fan and then he dropped Jesus is King. And I just thought yeah. that like his story and the way that he's, you know, promoting people to just go back to church. Like I went back to church this past like week uh, for the first time in like years. And like, shit. I don't know, it was, it was, a, it was weird, but it was like a really good experience. And like just over the past couple of years, like, I don't know, I grew up uh, with my grandparents for a while and uh like they were they ran a commune out in california in the 70s Sweet. and they took in like thousands of people they had a fishing fleet out of morro bay uh like it was like they prison was down the road ex-convicts drug addicts homeless mm -hmm. didn't matter they'd take you in give you a job place to live food and you just had to go to church every day and it was like you know as a result of this my father being raised there for a good chunk of his childhood he just was around so many different people, you know, like migrants coming up from Mexico that don't have papers and just get all these people working in the fields at these big, you know. So that's like where my family is like from is like farmers out in the San Joaquin Valley. And then they moved to Wisconsin and, you know, so having that exposure to religion as a kid, like and then living with my mom, who is not religious whatsoever in her side of the family and like. I was exposed to a lot of different theologies. We mm -hmm. uh, had a roommate growing up. Her name was uh, Gypsy, and she's actually our alderman now. Oh, really? She fled China. Uh, I remember she she moved in when I was probably like eight years old, and she was like staying in our house, big dreadlocks and stuff. And yeah, and she was just telling me about China, and she was like into Eastern philosophies and stuff like that. And I remember I was in high school, and like I pretty much rejected any sort of like faith or anything like that. Like I had like a super non-faith oriented view of the world up until mm. i was probably like 19. well that's that's typical for high school you know yeah you know, i was just like yeah everybody wants to be an atheist for a while 
Yeah, I mean, it's like when I came up to Door County, that's actually when, I mean, I started the skate farm. Uh, so I came up here when I was 17 years old. And I was planning on going to fashion school with my friend Drayden. And that kind of fell through towards the end. And then I had this property that I was leasing and like the ability to do anything there. And that's when I shifted my focus from fashion to music. Yeah. And with the music, it was like, okay, well, I want to, you know, write some bars this is before I believed in God. And I built this space. It was all in like a month. I remember I went out and bought, uh, this is like right before COVID as well. I went out and bought all the uh, materials for the stage. And I mean, like this shit would be like ludicrously expensive to buy and build now. Like with the yeah. prices, the way that they've gone up. It was like a perfect <laughs> time. Shit. Yeah, lumber prices and shit like that. And I was, uh, I was sailing on the Edith at the time and cooking and uh, managed to build this stage with all the friends from the skate park. Like everybody was coming out. It was super cool. Like the community was coming together. Just like, work on this project and we ended up throwing our first skate farm event and i wrote a whole 45 minute set this is it was all freestyle just like over random youtube beats and like beatboxing for yeah. like the longest time and i was like well i want to write something and like build a platform to share with people and like the first event we probably had like 90 people come out it was like on november 1st i remember i performed at a halloween event at uh adam's house okay on halloween yeah, night yeah and that was like my second performance ever my first performance was like the week before that at discourse they had like a really small little punk show or yeah. not a punk or not that they just turned the venue into a little show and it was uh there was like a bluegrass band and then ryan's girlfriend and then me i just was like standing yeah, there and i couldn't i move. fucking loved that shit in that <laughs> tiny ass space it was ridiculous yeah it was, it was super fun. cool shout out to ryan shout out to discourse yeah um but yeah, and that's when I really started getting into like writing because I'd never done that before. And like during that first show, after I was done with that, I just was at this point where like, all right, I can write music. Like I'm just using beats and I'm pulling off the internet and stuff. But like, I don't know, it really exposed me to like, wow, I'm capable of this. I can memorize mm -hmm. my lyrics. I can get on stage in front of a group of people and like do what I like, you know, and it's like, I've, I've just for every opportunity I can get to do more of that, you know, as like progressing and learning as a performer. I had a performance like two weeks ago in Breckenridge and that was the first time I ever got to use like cordless mic queuing up the lighting and effects like you know the whole like I just showed up I didn't even it was like a I didn't know until that day it was just like oh, my homie sweet. that I, I reconnected with some childhood friends and we drove across uh, the country in his car to go visit his brother for his birthday as a surprise but I didn't know it was a surprise we just show up to Breckenridge walk into <laughs> this dude's house I haven't seen him since third grade and he's like oh like Griffin what he's like happy birthday bro he's like Sage like <laughs> I was just like yeah bro like what's up man <laughs> crazy <laughs> just, yeah and then he's like he's a bartender at this fucking nightclub uh, shout out Cecilia's in uh, Breckenridge and he's like, yeah, dude, like, your shit's fucking sick. Like, I was rapping to him on his porch, like, overlooking the mountains. He's like, dude, like, yeah, I got to work at this art gallery today, and then I got to work at the nightclub, but I'm going to get you a performance at the nightclub tonight. And I'm like, and, oh, yeah, man. it was yeah. sick. There weren't a ton of people there because it was, like, a, it was their first Monday open in two years, but there were some Halloween parties going on downtown Breck, and people were coming. It was sweet. Yeah. 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 I mean, getting getting to know that you're comfortable on stage is, like, the biggest step, man. It's yeah, dude. Like, it's just, I, I want to, I want more of that. And now that I have this it, piece of work off done, you know, it's like, I can, I can send this to people and be like, this is what mm -hmm. I can perform, you know, it's like, yeah. this is, this is a huge milestone in terms of my ability for my discography, essentially. Like, you know, I've yeah. put out, I've put out some small mixtapes, mix whatever, some singles, but like, 
and I've never really pushed it. And this is like the, I feel comfortable pushing this. I, you know, this wasn't just like a look at my process of getting to this point. Cause that's why, you know, it's like putting out, when I look back at my earlier music, I'm just like, eh, I feel like that's how all artists are because the reason I make another track is because I'm like, yeah, but like I can make it. I could, I could make better. Yeah, you can always, yeah. And you always are just like honing in that craft. And if you ever like get yeah, to man. the point where you think that you just got it down, you're probably kind of done. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all about trying to top your last thing. And yeah, you should never like be this like, album, this is my best song because my best song is going to be in the future. Yeah, yeah, this album, this is my first uh, album where I've ever touched on uh, like my faith in any way, shape, or form. Like mm-hmm. all of my other music for the most part was made not for that purpose whatsoever just because i wanted to make some music or it was you know like my first mixtape that i ever put out was uh like before i even found god and i found god up here after the first skate farm event because i went from like riding this like plateau it was crazy i was like on like the highest high i'd ever been like a just great season in door county got the venue open up like Mm -hmm. and i remember i was going to potentially be going with uh john freighter down to the bahamas to go sell on the liberty clipper because uh, the Edith wasn't sailing anymore. And I got a phone call from the guy, and John wasn't going, but I still was like, oh, shit, like, you know, it sounds pretty fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the Bahamas sailing. This guy calls me, and he's like, yeah, like, we'll fly you to Georgia. We're rigging up the boat, and we're going to sail for uh, NASA, like, tomorrow type shit. Like, you got, we'll fly you out, like, today. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and he's like, he's like, I just had this, like, feeling like it was really, really weird. This is this is before I like was it was the weirdest feeling I ever felt. And I said no. And I said, hey, if you find somebody before tomorrow, I'll call you in the morning. I just want to think about it a little bit. And it was just because of the venue popped up. And you know, I'm thinking about like, well, you know, I could pursue like this avenue. Mm-hmm. And that hesitation right there, like, I went on to just kind of grind it out. And it, it's a big, big. I don't know. It was big. Uh, good choice yeah. i would have been stuck in the bahamas during covid and shit which would have been oh, brutal. yeah that's yeah. fucking crazy yeah so i just like for whatever reason Trust i, I would have done that. yeah dude i just decided not to and i stayed and i don't know like i didn't have a car like my car like broke i didn't have a valid driver's license like i didn't have money mm-hmm. like i just went from being at like this super chilling spot and then within the span of like a couple weeks like I remember our plumbing went out we were like doing our dishes in the lake and shit Jesus. like in november dude it's crazy like chopping firewood every day like we didn't have a working dryer so we were like drying like it was just crazy like it just went from being like super chill to like the hardest it had ever been in my life and i'm just like damn like <laughs> living on the skate farm in the winter like taking three hours two people fucking snowblower to do the driveway like it's <laughs> fucked bro <laughs> like, uh, yeah. and i remember winter can be brutal man yeah dude in this i just i couldn't i i was working at a dan's fish plant shout out uh dan's fish because uh, he gave me a job at the fish plant. I remember I was like one of the only people that spoke decent English there and everybody was speaking in their native tongue. So like I, I couldn't really talk to anybody outside of uh, Pum and Pa because like they knew me through Hunter and like they were super nice to me, dude. It was <laughs> such brutal work, bro. You're just standing there gutting fish after fish and it's mm-hmm. like freezing and it was just like that yeah. was the only job I could find everywhere else that I applied said no. Even Walmart, I got too high of a score on their IQ test. So they didn't want to hire me. Are you sure? Are you fucking serious? Dude, they give you like a questionnaire. Like, how would you solve this problem if this occurred? Like, is this is this your teammate's fault? But you should help. I'm just like, Mm. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you're fucking up your job, like, 
that's on you. I mean, like, <laughs> I will, I will pick up some extra work as a result of that. But like, you should yeah. do your work. That, that was like the answer I put, and they're like, you, you would not be a good fit for Walmart. I bet they hire you now. <laughs> I, can't, they, I won't work. Nah, sorry, Walmart. You gotta give me way more money than that. Everybody's fucking hiring. It's crazy out there. Yeah, I've been working in the kitchens for so long. I'm not sure what exactly I'm gonna do to pick up some money next, but I really don't want to go back into the kitchens like that. Uh, I've done that for so long. You're preaching to the choir with me and Dan, man. I spent <laughs> did it for nine years. That that's oh, enough. Oh God, that's fucking enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need your record to blow up, man. Yeah, dude. So. With yeah. this with this album, uh, I wanted to make an experience that can be enjoyed because, like, I started making this project pretty much before I found God and having it be this process of me growing in my faith, but also, you know, understanding what my listener base and what the world is like and trying mm-hmm. to make a experience that takes or to make make a make a piece of music that takes my experience and can, you know, relate to people in a way that, you know, if you take something away from it in terms of that understanding, that's amazing. If you don't, I wanted to make music that would still just stand on its own as good music. Like, and that's a, that's a, you know, that's why it took so long for me to finish this project and to be, I mean, the amount of songs that I've cut off of this project, the way it's evolved over the years, like, you know, I'm really happy with the way that it turned out, and I, I didn't ever think I would actually reach this point. And do you know what what's the project called? It's called Guerrilla Tactics. Guerrilla Tactics. Guerrilla Tactics. Where did you record it? Where did, where was it recorded? So uh, this studio, we recorded at a few different studios. Uh, it was recorded at a studio near the Benai Israel Congregation in Oshkosh. Shout out to Jimmy. And then the studio relocated, and I'm going to keep that a secret. Sure. But so we were at two different uh, locations in Oshkosh for all of the recording. Um, Jimmy and myself did all the production. Jimmy did a lot of the production. Shout out to Jimmy. He did an amazing job. Um, I pretty much played just like the executive production role, just like overseeing and assembling, you know, and now having uh, David Smurz with the engineering and the mastering on this side coming up here to Door County. It's like... It's been really interesting having it bounce from studio to studio and working with multiple people on a project like this. Mm-hmm. I've never done that on a different project in any way, shape, or form. It's always been pretty like self-contained. So having this be yeah. a lot more moving parts in that sense, and I mean the the fact that it took so long, you know, like I remember there was a it was right before the summer started. Uh, Jimmy got into like a pretty gnarly car crash. Uh, and he ended up having to go back to like rehab and like with his family in Minnesota for like two months. And he pretty much was like off the radar. Like yeah. I'd talked to him a couple of times on the phone. I remember he was like pretty rough. Cause like when I started working with Jim, he like, I met him uh, at one of the skate farm events. Actually, I think it was the first long days. So like right when COVID was popping off, like he came to the first long days, made the introduction to him and uh, my boy Marshall, AKA Figment. Figment is also on the album. Uh, and I met them briefly, and I'm, it was a really busy time, and I didn't get a whole lot of time to talk to them. But somebody was running around with the camera and got some like video of them, so I like knew who they were type shit because I was looking back at my SD card. <laughs> and then it wasn't until the next, no, it was that same summer, it was at the 2020 ball out that we did for Juan Haregi's birthday. 
which like that was crazy dude when we did that event like he he was like dude i'll pay you money to throw me an awesome birthday i want music and shit i'm like all right i got you man so like he gives me like i think it was like 900 dollars, <laughs> and he's like yeah like this is my day so i planned it out i got like four different music groups to come out i had like band piece like some hip-hop my friend gage shout out to gage uh that was the first time i had ever gotten to really see his musical performance and he's on the album he's on the uh, first track that i played you guys eternity so he's doing the other vocals on that uh but yeah so with that event at the 2020 ball out we reached a point where everybody's performances wrapped up early and Juan never even showed up. Like, it was just like a great time. There was a decent little group of people there. Everyone's having a great time. <laughs> and then right at the end, like, we're freestyling on the stage and Jimmy's playing his beats. This is like the first time I got like a musical introduction to Jimmy. We were rapping over him. It was a pretty awesome flow. He sent them to me after the fact. And then right at the end, Juan already shows up for like five minutes. He's like, dude, this is sick. And then like his family was like, Juan. They got him and they took him back in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> so he shot up for the. He's like, that was the best birthday party ever, dude. Was there for like five minutes, dude. It's crazy. Five minutes. That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was a that was a really good opportunity for me to kind of make that introduction with Jimmy, and then, uh, we did the summer's end event. And I wasn't really working with Jimmy at this time. He had sent me some beats and I had recorded over them. And they were demos that most of them ultimately got scrapped. But some of them have evolved into pieces that are on this album. Uh, but he like sent me these beats. And I remember I, like like the mix was just like not that great. It wasn't like on my good microphone like that. Like it was just kind of like, I don't know. So I never ended up using those. But it wasn't until I moved back to Appleton after that summer that I had gotten in the studio with Jimmy. Or no, it was it was like right after New Year's. I remember this was the first time I ever went in the studio. I, I was up here for New Year's Eve in Door County. I remember I looked at my phone, MF Doom died, and I was really like, that, that fucked me up. And then like, it was like two days after that, I was like, all right, I need to start working with like somebody new. And I, Jimmy was like, dude, like, let's go. Went in the studio, and I've pretty much only been working with Jimmy since that point. Right. like we have a really awesome chemistry in terms of like our ideas and like the way that he's i don't know it's been like a super professional like you guys just bounce off each other well yeah it's yeah. it's unlike anything i've ever had shout out to jimmy again like for real because uh like i have a studio and I've been in my studio a lot recently working and learning and I have everything that I need in terms of equipment software but my workflow isn't nearly on par with somebody who's been doing it for years, obviously. So like having, you know, somebody <laughs> like Jimmy to kind of like, you know, teach me along the way and bring me through it. And like, you know, he put, I mean, dude, just zooming on the computer. Yeah, I, yeah. I lived on a boat just, all summer, dude. Like, I don't have to like, wild. <laughs> it's super weird getting back into like the digital elements of it after being away from it for months. It's, yeah. Yeah. But I'm really stoked. I just got the whole like isotope bundle of mixing and oh yeah mastering yep. and that, that's good okay. good stuff man yeah dude it's gonna it's gonna elevate i mean that's been the coolest thing about this process is learning you know getting it to a a state where it sounds the way it does in terms of like the sonic fidelity and the mm -hmm. you know being a part of that process is just so 
awesome. Like, I'm so thankful to be around the people that I've been able to be around in terms of just, like, observing, learning, and getting to, you know, take these things home and start applying them myself. And, like, that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm to have a body of work put out, that, you know, I don't know, I feel like in many regards I did bite off more than I could chew in terms of the grand scope of this album. I did put together, like, a whole short film for it that we shot uh, in oh, cool. this past spring. And, you know, I don't know, we wanted, I wanted it to do a lot more, and I think in some way, shape, or form, I will revive the greater concept later on in my career at some point, if it can. But, I don't know, like, with hip-hop in, in particular, I'm always going to make hip-hop music because I love hip-hop and that's the only reason that I do make hip-hop but that's not only like what I want to limit myself to like I've been kind of like listening to a lot of like country music recently and like I mean I grew up on so much different stuff and I feel like today like being able to adapt to your audience in real time like if I was in a room of people that was very diverse in terms of the age group you know I could do <laughs> something like a hip-hop track to bring in the younger crowd because that's how you're gonna like expand your fan base right there for the most part is with the young people but then having something that's a little bit more on like a you know pull the youth in and then elevate their minds type of shit with like you know music can be more than just like uh i mean i don't know like i have a lot of problems with hip-hop as a genre that's why i chose to go into it the way that i did mm -hmm. like there's certain things that i i went in uh like i don't like to use the b-word in my music that's not something i want to promote or condone sometimes yeah. it slips in in a sense that is i mean in my opinion obviously not in a demeaning or derogatory term but you know like i've released i released this one song because i wanted to be able to show my grandmother my music because my grandmother's like she's a saint bro like she's literally she's she's <laughs> oh, that grandmother oh, yeah. she shout out to amber she yeah, but uh, I wanted to show her one of my tracks, so I made a track uh, with no curse words, and this brings perfect segue back to uh, when I first started working with Jimmy. It's the first song I ever made with Jimmy. It was called Bet, and that's on the mixtape that I just put out like a couple weeks ago, because I just had like tracks that weren't going to be on the album, but like you know, you just had Hail Mary on Spotify and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I just started putting stuff out on Spotify. I'm always gonna have SoundCloud be my best platform because mm -hmm. SoundCloud has a lot more creative liberties that you can indulge in in terms of, you know, like, I think the right to sample copyright, you know, if I'm not monetizing something that's copywritten, but I still want to just make a piece of art, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, same with YouTube. Like, I have a YouTube as well, Fresh Coast on YouTube. Um, and it's like, I just want to make videos. Like, I'll chop up movies and, like, whatever and, like, just put some music behind it or, like, you know, I've made a couple trailers for, like, long days and whatnot. But, you know... I've already gotten some things like this video is not eligible for monetization. That's fine. I went into my YouTube yeah. with just, I never want money from here. I never want to ban yeah. Like yeah. They're just having fun. The level mm -hmm. of censorship and all that shit that's going on over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just whack. So, so what's, uh, what's the first track you got for us? So the first track right here is called uh, Eternity. And uh, this is myself and Gage DeGrave. Shout out to Gage DeGrave. Yeah. That's, uh, this is one... Where I, I did the MIDI percussion for it, and then Jimmy did the melody of sorts. And then Gage, I don't know, we this one underwent, most of these songs underwent extensive drafting processes. Some of them were just freestyles initially, and then like, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, cool. you're listening back to it, and you're like, oh, it's like, it's so close, like, you know, but there's just these little, like, you know, 
I mean that I love I love the fact that the like with Gage for instance like when we lived together I went and uh, so I met him at one at uh, at Long Days, and then I went out to Munising to like kick it with him in the summer and was like in the studio over there and we made some like little demo project things and like super dope chemistry and then I remember I was telling him about how like God had been doing some crazy things in my life that's what our conversation was about mm-hmm. and I remember he hit me or no I needed a I needed I was a I was working somewhere and we needed more employees and I hit him up. I'm like, bro, like, I know you up in Munising and shit, but like, do you want a job and like free housing and like, you know, access to the studio all the time and like be over here and get some money? He's like, dude, like the fact that you just hit me up, I literally just prayed to God. Like I have a hundred dollars to my name. This shit sucks, bro. Like it's fucked out here. And I'm just like, Uh, all right. He's like, he's like, can you come get me? I'm like, dude, yeah, I got you, bro. So I literally drove fucking like eight hours up to Munising and we kicked it for like a day, loaded up the car with all of his stuff, drove back down to Door County, woke, we didn't even sleep, had work that day, you know, <laughs> oh like, gosh. but we was just like, you know, we was just rapping all the time and like the ability to just be in the studio with people that can just like, boom, you're just like rapping, like you're just trying to find these flows and you know, you're picking it. It's that back and forth energy that's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, dude, it was it was awesome, and to be able to take that, and then you know, I used to just post freestyles, like that was how my music started. Like I just, it was like, oh, like I get to just like be on a microphone and start mm-hmm. rapping, throw it out. But now it's like you know, I just I've taken so much more time in terms of like what I want to say in terms of my lyrics. I mean, sometimes like you just gotta have fun with lyrics, and like it just it's rap, bro. It, just, it sometimes it just has to rhyme. Like yeah. if you if you're ever curious about a bar and like I, I just don't understand. It, that's how it is. It just got it just got to rhyme sometimes. Man. Sometimes I've I've run into those problems where I have lines where I'm like, yeah, but there's not a better word that I can find. So on a on a track for that one, right, right? On the album on Ice, for instance, I remember I had written a uh, breakfast smelling heavenly, peace and serenity. And that's how the verse ends. It's just breakfast smell good and you know what i'm saying like the, this some of it's not that deep hey, it's there's just yeah, it's, all right. it's, all right. it's deeper than you think man yeah, <laughs> so you, know, okay. you should appreciate this the smell of breakfast what's what's the name of this track now this first track this is eternity
So that was Eternity of Gorilla Tactus by Tajay. Coming out, do you know when it's coming out? It will be releasing uh, on November 25th, a.k.a. Thanksgiving, a.k.a. my 21st birthday. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, this is the first time I've ever said a release date for myself, and I don't remember when I said it, but it was sometime, I think before I even moved up here in the summer. It would have been like March, and I was like, I... I had the April, I was gonna dry so in April I had the album like it like its second draft and I took a trip down to Florida with Gage after being in the studio. We were putting in hours. It was like days of the like days on days of the week, like eight hour session, ten yeah. hour session. Like we were like all the fucking time. Anytime we could get out there, we were like in the studio with Jimmy, which like was huge. It was just the winter and we just were working and working and work. Yeah, so then we just were like, fuck it, we need to get an ear break, we need to get a scenery change, we flew to Florida to stay with some friends uh, down in Cocoa, and we ended up getting haircuts, 
and uh, there's like Italian barbershop on Coco in Coco Beach, and the dude's like, "Yo, like there's this homie I know who's got like a studio in Cape Canaveral. It's just up on the island. Like you should go and hit that up." We're like, "Oh, for real?" He's like, "Yeah, get him on the book. Like here's his Facebook." So we're like checking out this dude. Shout out Prana Audio Productions down in Coco. Fucking uh, yeah, this guy we like hit him up. He's like, "Yeah, come through the studio." So we go to the spot. It's like this little like lofted kind of hotel room apartment space type shit. I don't even know. And he's got a sick little studio. We were in there working with him. Like, his music is just, like, it's really just wavy beat shit. It's super yeah. cool. Like, we were bumping it. I just, I still bump it all the time. Like, it's it's really good. But, uh, and I remember I was talking to this guy. Uh, oh, what the fuck? What's his name? Hybrid. Shout out to Hybrid. Shout out to Hybrid. Okay, so I was talking to this guy, Hybrid. He's, like, older guy. Like, old head hip-hop dude from Florida. He's, like, half black, half Irish. Has big red afro. Like... He's like, that's better call me hybrid. He was on my homie's rugby team. A red afro. Yeah, dude. He's got like freckles all over. call him hybrid. That's so fucking funny. Look, he's sick, dude. And he does a bunch of video stuff. So he was like telling me about like all this video shit. And then I was showing him my album. And I was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, let me get this straight. Like, you're like 20 years old and you're working on an album. And like, this is your first album. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you think this is good enough? Like, is this what you can only do a first album once? I'm like, you're right. Like, what do I want my first album? You're telling me. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, go the extra mile. And then when you hit the wall, start digging. That's what you need to do. Like, make this the best that you can be. And that was in April. And I was like, ready to drop it as soon as I got home. That was my plan. I had just done a music video shoot for Bet. And I was about ready. And that was going to be potentially on the album. And that ended up just being like a single. And then I just put it in the mixtape and just like all platforms. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just decided when I got back from Florida that I wasn't going to drop the album. And that's when I started resuming studio sessions with, uh, or no, Jimmy, that's around the time that Jimmy had his accident. And then he came back. Uh, shit, I didn't get to work with him until like July. No, June. It was like June. So it was like two, three months where I didn't get to see Jimmy and I didn't really hear from him too much because he was just like going Recovering, through a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It was crazy though, dude. And this is this is like, you know, just like I can only attribute this to like a God thing. During There's been so many of those in the process of this album, but he was going like fucking like 80. He had a seizure while driving with like four other people in the car on the oh, highway. Wow. Car just totaled, dude. Like it was fucked. Everyone okay? Everyone fine. The only person that got hurt was, uh, shout out to Katie Heyer. She's a beautiful singer. Uh, she got out the car and I guess rolled her ankle like on the fucking <laughs> incline or some shit. That, that was it. Just Jeez. a mild I sprain guess, yeah. getting out of the car wreck. Type shit. Oh my gosh. Hey, yeah, your so, blessings there. Yeah, for sure. It was just wild. Like, you know, in that moment, you know, it's like I'm obviously like concerned for like my friend's safety and shit and like the way that he's going to be affected by that. Like, that's a pretty traumatic experience. Oh, yeah. And fucking, you know, like then it's just like, okay, like, you know, that that could have been the end of the album right there because we've been doing everything at Jimmy's studio. So it's like, you know, it's just like, it was like, whoa, like, do I really want to like wait in this process? Do I just want to like as soon as possible get this shit out now just because like, I don't know what's going on type mm -hmm. shit. And it was just like, nah, I just like, I just put my, I'm like, God, you're going to figure this out. And it's led to this point where sonically I'm so just happy with the way that this turned out. Yeah. It was only a result of just patience and time. Yeah. That's got a really cool sound, man. Yeah, dude. I I feel like it's uh it's got a lot of contrast in terms of the different, you know, sonics and frequencies that are going on, you know. Cuz there's certain people that really like, you know, like some deep bassy, you know, aggressive, you know, we got some riffs in there and stuff, but like 
other times it's just chilling bro like you know and that's yeah. kind of how life is you know i didn't want to make it this like fake ass experience of like oh my life's so fucking good like look at me blah 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 like i don't know my life's definitely been very interesting and shit but like i want to be real with my viewers and like i struggle with you know issues like i've been struggling with smoking cigarettes like past like two years and that's something that i've really you know i did quit for a while and like you know that's something ultimately i just need to give to god and i'm struggling with that yeah so like talking about giving shit up that's a tough one man and like for yeah. instance gauge like gauge completely like we played with sobriety for different portions of this album like there's one track on this album that i made completely two weeks sober from like anything you feel me like mm -hmm. and that's arguably one of my favorites on the album uh that's run it uh shit i'm not calling it that was the old that was the working title i think <laughs> i'm gonna call it ozark now but uh yeah ozark but um yeah with that one in like different periods of i don't know it's just such an interesting experience and like you know i ultimately wanted to prove to myself that i could still make music and enjoy making music without the aid of any sort of uh you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, like, yeah. it was a really, really... I'm glad I went through that process. Like, you know, I stopped smoking cigarettes for, like, two months. Like, yeah. it was it was sick. And ultimately, I learned that those are things that I, I do want in my life. And it's, you know, there's, like, the the struggle. But that's that's why it's a struggle. You feel. Oh, man. Always it's always struggle. a battle, dude. The battle's never over, yeah. bro. No, yeah. not, not at all. It's not yeah. over till it's all over. Just gotta. It'll all be all right, man. And if it ain't all right, live yeah, it the best man. you can, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Struggles, you know, they just they make us stronger in the end, you know. Almost definitely. Until I mean, everybody. Like, what kind of person would you be if you didn't have to struggle with anything? Probably an asshole. More, more of an asshole. I agree with you, a hundred percent. No, I you know. I and mean, be an asshole who wasn't a realist. <laughs> well, I feel like being uh, like when I started on this project, like my ambitions were set so high in the in terms of what I wanted to do with it. And I'm not going to disclose too much because I still might do it and I don't want to spoil everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it that definitely like that realist, like, you know, it's like it's not that my dreams aren't capable. It's just I've throughout this whole process, especially with the visual elements in terms of progressing in that medium. Like, you know, my next projects, I want them to be a little bit more contained, but like flushed out to the fullest degree in, in the sense that I can have, you know, be a multifaceted storytelling experience or, you know, just a multimedia, you know, that okay, I want to I want to kind of like combine mediums in terms of anything, dude. Like I want anything like I've, I've been experimenting with different content types on my video platform. Like I went down to Madison and we did one called uh, Understanding America. It was right before the Michigan-Wisconsin game, and, like, everyone's just, like, fucked up, like, walking around downtown mm -hmm. Madison. We're pulling up with the camera and the mic, talking to everybody, and, like, just some interesting... Con I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched... Uh, shout out to Andrew Callahan, Channel 5 News. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that shit's super funny, dude. Like, and I want to I wanna go and travel uh, with my homie coming up, I think, and do, like, a little video road trip. Like, just capturing, you know, just... What, what, what are Americans talking about? Like, that's... I don't yeah. know. I have a lot of problems with the media that's being put out in today's world so like with whatever way that i can evolving and developing in terms of my uh artistic capabilities and like the way that i see things so that i can try and you know be the be the remedy in certain instances like you know why do i like if i have a problem with this i should just equal opposite reaction that's just like physics right well, yeah like, i mean exactly just go out and be like no this is what people are actually talking about in bars I was actually, yeah. I've, I've thought about this thing where it'd be like a travel blog, but it's only to like 
middle American towns, like not destinations. So like, this is actually what it's like to live in most of the fucking country. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. I'm at a point where I think I'm going to be removing pretty much all of my social media presence to a huge degree. And then, you know, I might still maintain one or two, but not actually be in control of them. Like, I think I'm just going to hand over like the long days Instagram to somebody that I can trust on my team to just like be in charge of that because it's done nothing but distract me. I got rid of my phone for a couple months during this album process. Yeah. And like that was necessary. I wouldn't have been able to finish this album if I had a phone for like a couple months. You Some of like, the, it's so fucking Yeah. Some of the happiest times in my life have been like two weeks without a phone or something like that. It's like, amazing, dude. Oh, it's liberating. Oh, it's so great. But then I'm like, fuck, I need to like advertise like how are we going to have a podcast if we don't fucking advertise it on the internet? I was working for this dude. So. He was, uh, so he like spent a bunch of time in like China in the nineties. Like dudes went, was in like the rave scene. You feel me? Like mm -hmm. this dude's crazy. So he runs like a little freelance painting business. And I remember I was doing some work for him. Like, I think it was right around the time that COVID was going on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, he uh he was telling me he was like yeah man like you know people threw these huge underground events all the time back then with no social media yeah and you know there's something like with this album part of the larger concept was you know and i'm still gonna release this little thing so i guess i could talk about it a little bit but it's a uh, set it was set in a dystopian type of society that you know i don't think it's too far-fetched from where we're headed in terms of our society where you know like state-run media you know it's a surveillance state everybody's being monitored all the time by everything we're already there man we're already there it's crazy <laughs> you know and it's like there's there's the types of people who don't actually grasp that you know it's like with everything that's on the internet being on the internet forever like you have to really think about what you say and be careful because you know like i don't know you're always being fucking watched in this I know, movie. but I don't think about it. I just fuck. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't think about it. I've just reached like a, you know, in my mind, I'm just like at a point where like, I just, I, I don't talk about a whole lot with a whole lot of people unless I like know you or like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. I don't know what I was saying. Where, so uh, what's the next track? Next track? All right. So for the next track, we got uh, Ivory. This track, uh, so this next track, Ivory, was a track that was one of the more recent additions to the album. Some of these tracks uh, have, like, their roots stemming back to, like, a couple years, essentially, you know, where, like, I started the writing process for whatever written was on the beat, but then most of the beats were made, actually, all the beats were made within the last year, because we started production for the beats and whatnot in January. So from like January forward was kind of like the drafting states and whatnot. But this one, I think we recorded, uh, we recorded Ivory in like July. So this is like when Jimmy had just gotten back. We were just like getting back into the studio, flushing out new ideas. And it was essentially like, because I was working full time up here, living on the boat. I would have like a day, two days every like two weeks, essentially, where I could like go down and make the drive to Oshkosh to be in the studio. And we mm -hmm. just essentially like my whole mentality, we started so many, I was just like, it's the summer energy. You don't get this in the winter. I just want to start as many concepts now so that when the winter rolls around, we can have time to flush them out essentially. So we made yeah. so many different beats. We started different, like, you know, there's still songs that 
aren't finished that we've started in that time period that, you know, I could potentially still be finishing out and fleshing out post-release of this album and it'd just be like a single or whatever. You know, I don't know what the whole situation is going to be like. But uh, Just do an addendum, an addendum EP. Dude, I'm just like, I want to, I just want to, I don't know, I, I've, I've been super careful with my collabs this past year. Uh, just recently, I did a couple features, um, and those will be coming out at some point, but I don't know, it's been like very solo oriented, and I went from a point in my career, like uh, like last year, for instance, where I was a lot more collab, like some of my first appearances were just features on somebody else's songs, it's been, you know, and like, I just, I got to a point where it's like, I can make something collaboratively, but like I want to bring more to the table when I do. And that was something that I knew that I could only obtain by just like really hunkering down and like, you know, sacrificing a lot for the sake of gaining. Got to know yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, And that's something I mean, dude, I couldn't I couldn't have done this. I knew that I knew myself well enough to like be able to set a release date and hit it. And it was like crazy because like I'm not going to count like the past like two weeks where it's it's been uh, in like David's control, like. I haven't had anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've just been sitting there, like, messing with Eddie, like, editing videos and all this other stuff. And, like, you know, like, just. Hey, you hear about that, like, from other musicians. Like, once you finish an album, it's like, no, well, 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 now what? Like, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, we're working on yeah. some projects already. I've already, like, I told myself that I wasn't going to start anything until the album was finished, but I failed multiple times and I already have, well, like, a few, you, you know, yeah. like, that's why I'm so excited is to just like, I'm going to, I have these like little new concepts that are, you know, in different mediums. I have a video project that we're trying to start. That's kind of like a cold war inspired horror adventure homage real short. I got some homies who like do like film festivals and shit and they're like going to plug me. And I got a homie who's got like all the equipment and everything like full. So I got all the means of like a dope ass production (laughs) And I just gotta like flush it out and like do that. Yeah, well, sweet, well, let's get into Ivory here. Yeah, Ivory. Ivory's just a banger. Like some of these songs uh, are just for the live. Like you know, I went into it with like this is gonna be sick live. Like hell yeah, oh, yeah. you know, just like some some shit that bangs. That's all it all is. Right. All right, here it is, folks. I ain't never envy what inspired me. When I needed mentors, got provided them. I see ivory tones from the vibe thins. With a ruby iris, how like fire man looking straight through me, but it don't phase me. Hold up, who the hell you think you hiding? You the ones that been feeding these lies of them, saying this is that and that is this. And God ain't real and you can't quit, bro. I know this whack. I've heard enough of it. Pull the plug, see the shit, hit the deck. Don't no slip up the gap, don't the clip, double tap, run the hit, critical hit. Huh, finish my combo kills, get confirmed. If you really wanna talk, gotta get rougher. Bonafide renegade, frigid, pull the stunner. Do a line no other. Can't be explained like a blizzard in the summer. If I went to war, I'd probably be the Drummer with the 50 drumming up on top the hummer. This be going dummy, so we let it ride. Yeah. Some more questions, second guessing methods as he set in stone. I realize that ain't nobody really know where the hell it is they at or where they gon' go. I could be insinuating, I suppose, but lately my intuition on a road never made the deans or on a road. Still teaching the fact that I know what I know. With a vibe, when the thoughts of the future occur in real time, we on yellow brick road, attaining the dollar sign. I wager you a million, I dominate your top five lot, meaning six while in only one survive. Feels like I drummer Vegeta on Jupiter. Jimmy chopping on the beef while we loop it. Saw with diesel, hit my brain like Hiroshima nuclear. Get it, heated, hit it, did it, we finish it. Stay on the ground, my finance ain't diminishing. 
Down to Coco rolling with some Dominicans, rapping by the ocean, smoking some drove. Fuck it, resolution, city friends slow. I'm well aware that God is in control. Yeah. I'm well aware that God is in control. When I head dropped a rack on a new microphone, I got 48 hours till I'm on the road again. No less than 24 carats, I'm going for gold. Sasha pull up with a Olympian flow. Yeah. Yeah. No less than 24 carats, I'm going for gold. Sasha pull up with a Olympian flow. Freedom and me with my soul. Been going hard since two years old. Cause that's when God gifted me my little bro. I love him so much when I'm with him, my homies. The only person I could trust on my life. And that's on my life. Yeah. And that's on my life. Yeah, through the snow, through the rain, through the cold, through the flame. When I hang with the gang, let the 808s bang. Got some gold on my chain and my soul in my brain. What you know about the game? I don't want a life change. That was a banger. Yeah, dude. This, that, one, that one was it was a lot of fun. I was writing that one uh, in the kitchen uh, this past summer. Me and my brother and my other brother, we were all uh, grinding and running this burrito cabana. Oh, nice. And we were just like outside <laughs> cooking burritos and like... Oh, that's my dream job. Dude, a burrito sounds so fucking good right now. No, we might have to go get a burrito. I make somewhere. the best. <laughs> I don't know if I still make the best. They might be catching up on me, but... I did make the best omelet for quite a while. <laughs> omelet? I thought we were talking about burritos. Well, it's, well, like it's an a, omelet it's just an wrapped egg, in a tortilla. It's, it's like a huge burrito. Oh, God. An yes. omelet, really? Is, wait. Does an omelet qualify as a taco? Because it has the folds. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, an egg ta- it's an egg taco wrapped in a tortilla. So it's like a gordita. Oh, so that would make bell. it a sandwich, <laughs> essentially. It's a multi layered well, experience, dude. Yes. It's an egg sandwich. No your bread. Proteins, your this veggies. is an ongoing topic here. Hang it on thick. Yeah. We <laughs> we we spent way too much time with Matt Stone talking about whether or not a taco is a sandwich. Taco sandwich. <laughs> or a hot dog, you know? Like is it a sandwich or is it something different? <laughs> part of part of the, the love for hip hop that I have is the So my grandma who I was telling you about that's a saint, she's an English major and she helped me like a lot in school with like writing my papers and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, she made sure that like I had a way of communicating that was, you know, on par with like society. Mm-hmm. And she was real good about that. And, uh, oh, what was I going to say? But she, through that, like I've just, like the love of semantics, like the study yeah. of words, like syllables, mm-hmm. the way that, you know, like going into the writing phase of any project you know this was like a really weird one because it was such a long project but in more self-contained things you know it's like it's it's not something that like i can just do on command i mean like i could obviously try to just like write something on the spot all the time but like it's not always going to be great it's just like this feeling that it's like it's like i know it's writing mode now like i gotta go do that and they, it, it's it's always just like where I'm at that day. Like, you know, it could have been something that someone said to me that like I just like was thinking on all day that like in my head I'm like, huh, like, you know, it just sparked like a whole train of thought in terms of what I want to say. Like, you know, like issues that I see, like, you know, for instance, like, I don't know if you guys were younger, but you had uh, like those friends that just like got to that point where they, all they did was just smoke like hella weed to the point where like you know what i'm saying they like lose their job like they're just like not able to hang like you know just always 
in a yeah you I've know seen it's some a, shit in my day it's 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 hard because you you love the person and you're like hey man like i ain't trying to be like that but like i think you're smoking just a little bit too much weed like you could do with that what you will but you know and it's like when <laughs> they get to slow down yeah you know and it's like when you Cut hit when you hit 18 19 you know and you're out of high school like i get it I, you know i went through the same shit but like uh it's on the you know like being able to communicate some of my perspective just through age and what i've learned you know the, mm-hmm. how valuable time is and what it can be utilized for when oh, you're yeah. something that a, a wise man once told me was that you know he's like probably like 30 years old and he was like yeah man like every step that you make now at your age is like a mile for me just remember that and i was just like shit you know this guy's pretty successful he uh shout out to Simeon. he was like one of the guys who I'm pretty sure was like in charge of like prototyping uh the game that became Jetpack Joyride. And then they <laughs> sold it to Half Brick. Yeah. And he took like whatever chunk of the money he got from that to he was in the business of digitizing old film reels that they would use in the slideshows. So he would be going to like medical libraries, schools and stuff like that and digitizing all the slides. I mean mm-hmm. it was a pretty tedious process and it was a good way to make money. But then what he realized is that he could build a machine that did it and just sell the machine to all these institutions. So he did that. And I mean, he's selling them to like political institutions, like hospitals for the records, you know, dude just made a killing. Like it was crazy. And you know, Mm -hmm. he's, he's telling me that I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) like, all right, dude. Like, you know, he's, he's telling I remember I went to his house and he had just, he like was friends with somebody at Oculus. So they had like sent him the Oculus. And it's my first time ever seeing VR. I was just like so blown away. I was like a sophomore <laughs> in high school. I was like, whoa. Well, that thing's, those things are fucking wild. <laughs> and uh, he let me check out the VR and it was like pretty cool time. And he's like, he's like, he's like, so what are you going to do with your life? Like, what are your plans? And I was pretty ignorant, just like 16 year old. I'm like, man, I'm going to be rich and famous and that's that's about it and he's like he's like how are you gonna get there though and what does that mean like what are you gonna do and i'm just like i don't know yet like i'm just gonna get there and like i don't know i remember looking back on that like coming to where i'm at now like i don't know those aren't those aren't things that i want anymore and i'm just so happy that i've grown you don't want to be rich or famous i mean like who doesn't want to be i'd rather be be rich than famous i would much rather be rich than famous but i feel like you know rich also you know i want to i want to always be on my toes Mm -hmm. i feel like when you get way too comfortable like i don't ever want to like get like way too comfortable you know i put myself in positions to get me outside of my comfort zone like living on a boat all summer this you know it's like not having access to my studio you know it's like I knew that because I'd been in the studio so much that I had reached this point where it's like, you know, it's like with anything that you do and you start to do for like basically a living, like I was full time with music for like over a year where that was like all I did. And I just didn't want to get to the point where I didn't love it anymore because I have friends that are, you know, professional videographers and they're amazing at what they do and they can, it's, it's incredible. But, you know, I was talking to my friend Jacob Deet, shout out Jacob Deet. He's telling me uh like he reached this point where he doesn't feel as inspired like when he do he does his video projects it's you know it's like because he's in the industry it's like he just sees the dollar signs and like you know what oh, his time's yeah. worth and yeah. it's like you know like he's like that creative spark that you have where you're just like i want to go out and shoot and shoot and shoot and just get better he's like i'm like you know that's why like he he's like yeah i want to work with you on a project and like it like that get inspired i mean yeah it, it just everything no matter what it is i think it, when it becomes your job 
Yeah, I it, never I never want music to be my my livelihood like that. You know, it's like that's why I, I've kind of I have to be creative with the way that I monetize this because if I bank on record sales or if I bank, I mean streams are abysmal, dude. It's terrible. Like yeah. you can't you no, can't No, it's merch. Get the merch, music out it's there. Like, it's live yeah. shows and merch. That's how you make your fucking money. Well, and like I'm going to make uh I have like all my sewing machine stuff cuz like before I was really into my music path like that, like I had put out I think, like, one song, but I, you know, like, I was going to do fashion. Like, I was making denim. I was, like, really into the cut-and-sew game. And that's something that, like, you know, I was okay with putting on a back burner because, you know, I mean, the way that I look at everything that I do, it's so allegorical with cooking. Like, after cooking for so many years, it's just, like, you know, you put something on a burner and, you know, that if you're reducing a sauce and you're cooking your noodles and your noodles get done, you got to add your sauce, you know, like, the music's done add the sauce with the fucking cut and sew shit for mm-hmm. merch and whatnot. You know, it's like being able to, I've done all the merch I've done for, uh, the skate farm stuff outside of the stuff we did for, uh, summer's end. We had that made at FLS, but Lucy's just sold me, uh, Ooh. ink. Lucy from the light box. Lucy, shout out Lucy in the shout light box. Out. She's, been, out she's been on this podcast before. Yeah. That was good. Well, should we jump into the next track? Yeah, the next track we got uh Wake Up. Oh, yeah. This is this is an older one from the the process. This one I think we recorded. This one was super cool. This one went through a couple draft states as well. Uh there was originally another feature like a feature on this one. I limited the features to one per artist on the album. Gage initially had two other features on the album. Uh, but I ended up opting to just have one from Jimmy on cutoff. One from Marshall on Ice, and then one from Gage on Eternity, and then the rest of it's just me, and then Jimmy, and myself, and David's production. Awesome. Let's check it out. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Pile on the beat with feet 
sad to see that they still can't compete with me and my team. Stay lights, like high beams, sweat nights, like ice cream, live drums, what I scream. You see what I mean? We're not the same breed, but still the same blood that you and I bleed. Been trying for so long to fuck low guys leave. Got a bubble by my bed, but still I don't read. Despite no winning, this and no respect. So that was Wake Up off of Gorilla Tactics from Sajay. You said out November 25th. Out November 25th. And it's going to be everywhere or SoundCloud? Um, or? I'm hoping it will be everywhere. I'm going to, you know, as of this recording for this podcast, the album is just finished its mastering process and is not uploaded to the distributing services yet. But guaranteed, if I walk out of here with the masters, I will have them on SoundCloud November 25th, and they will be rolling out on all platforms, hopefully November 25th, if everything's able to upload in time. Mm-hmm. If not, probably before December 1st, I would assume. That's Spotify and shit. They do take their time with the music. Yeah. They're good with the podcast. That's though. why I did the. That, yeah. Boom. I released like five the, minutes later. The mixtape. Uh, I so I've been putting my music out on Spotify or not Spotify, uh, SoundCloud for like the majority of my career up until just like this past month essentially, mm-hmm. when I released uh, this mixtape. And that was really just like I wanted the songs out, but I also wanted to make sure that like I understood the uploading process for my album, so I didn't somehow botch that. So like oh, we put yeah. this mixtape out kind of as like a like a test fire. And now I think it took four days. So given that I have like eight days before the album's supposed to release right now, I think we're good. <laughs> so I'm I'm really hoping yeah. so. I'm sorry if it doesn't happen, but also like oh. it's just too bad. You know what? It'll get out there. <laughs> so do you have any plans for like a uh, like a release party? Oh, uh, well, you know, when I set the release date as uh, my 21st birthday, it kind of just occurred to me that it was a tradition, you know, like for a uh, shout out to Soul Dorsey. He's been DJing the Long Days events for since, I mean, every skate farm event since it started. Uh, but he also was the person who first enabled me to like get on the mic and record. And he'd been producing beats. Uh, his family, my family go way back all three generations of like chilling and making music type beat, you feel like. So shout out to Soul. But uh, yeah, like uh, he... What was that saying? <laughs> so, uh, release parties. Yeah. So, like, he, birthday, on my 19th birthday is when I got to record my first mixed or my first, like, real mixtape where I had written and composed material, not just uh, any of that. And we released that on my 19th birthday. So, I was like, oh, but it wasn't Thanksgiving. I didn't know that it was Thanksgiving <laughs> when I set the release date. And now it's like, you know, family, like, all that, you know, like, in terms of, where I'm going to be mm-hmm. physically in terms of like the yeah. release. So it's like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's always, I've never been able to have birthday parties like that just because everybody's out of town with the family, you know, it's, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Everyone's hopefully having a good time. It's the first year. I think we're going to have like open doors, just people who don't have Thanksgiving. Like, come on, come on, man. Come like, on by. That's yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 
got a good, good little setup at the crib for the for the first time in a while. It's been crazy just working on the studio and like building it like a like a bionicle, dude. It's getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I found out like uh, I mean I've known this for a long time, but especially since I've been getting new, more and more stuff, music <laughs> stuff. The more you get, the more you just need. Yeah, you know? it's it's it's, it's a, fucking it's, harsh a shit. it's a it never hydra, ends. dude. Like you cut one head off, <laughs> two pop up, and you're just like. Used to just be me and my acoustic guitar, and that was good enough. <laughs> I mean, that it doesn't work really like that is. anymore. I mean, through the through the long days events, especially like you know, I didn't have like the classical understanding and getting to work with like in under like meet, listen to, interact with all these different artists from all the different genres. I mean, long days is something that like I definitely want to always. I'm gonna try and keep it free. Like I think that's something that's gonna set it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. apart from any other event that's going on is like just you know when when come and have a good time uh this next one we're shooting for the week of the solstice i'm working on the roster right now and i will have dates and a rough release of the lineup hopefully it, by new year's is what i'm thinking so it's cool. it's like a couple day music festival that you you personally host yep so i started it uh it was when i was living there um Andrew told me I could pretty much do anything to the property that I wanted. And with that being said, it was like, all right, like, you know, what are we going to actually do here? And this barn was just full of like scrap wood, metal, all the, it was in, you know, just complete disarray. And at this point, like we've, it was days on days of like cleaning stuff out, moving bikes up into the loft, like, you know, power washing, digging out like hundred year old cow shit fucking clay like redid the electrical (laughs) reinforcing the floors we took a whole face off the barn so it's an open air venue um yeah so it's been it's been a couple years of you know different people coming to help a lot of me and andrew going crazy out there i don't live there anymore um it's more so just a place where you know andrew and i have an like a little agreement like I'm allowed to just have my long days event there. And and, and where is it? It's in Nassawapi, Wisconsin. Uh, so right outside of Sturgeon Bay to the south in the country off of County Road S uh, on Wilson Road. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing uh, time. It's very diverse display of music. Uh, hopefully this year we're shooting for three days and kind of pacing it a little bit differently than we have the last two this past year it was a two-day festival mm-hmm. but i think with uh i've never had more than two months to plan one of these events <laughs> so with that being said now that i have like a whole lot more than two months right now like you know setting up i want to get like a flea market with vendors like you know i want to really i feel like you know especially not wanting to be super present on social media like actually getting in contact with communities where it's like hey like come and sell your wares here and like tell people about it and like you know you can meet other communities and you know like local handmade stuff like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like having that as some sort of an element getting like actual like i'm there's a chance i'm gonna get to use some sort of a food vehicle to like sell people food as a way of monetization free festival i'm cooking you food as well as performing and like throwing this whole event like oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying like pay some money for a burrito bro like <laughs> for sure. if you want sell water i mean we were selling the water this year it worked pretty well uh just picking up a lot of bottled water uh but yeah with that whole astral world thing just going down you know that really like it was it was interesting just to see that you know the way that i don't know i'm really glad it's small <laughs> <laughs> i'm really right. glad it's small i mean like the fact that nobody has gone to jail at the event 
we almost went to actually uh one guy went to jail he was driving and they were smoking in the whip i was in the whip they wanted to go to taco bell like dude it's crazy bro this is the was it first long days yeah this is the first long days like people were at my house like Friday and like the at like noon and like I didn't even go into work until like two up north right so people are down at the farm like setting up tents and stuff like a whole day before I even get down there drive down there as fast as possible as soon as I get off work get to the farm there's like all the lighting set up DJs getting set up you know there's like tents set up there's a bunch of people from like Milwaukee like Michigan everyone's chilling like it's just like all cool and these dads are like oh like let's go to Taco Bell like it's just it's not that far away I'm like dude nah like I'll just make you some food. Like let me just make you some food. I just I just got yeah. off work. Like I was cooking, but I'll cook you food. Like you ain't gotta leave like that. He's like, nah, bro. Like let's go to Taco Bell. He's like come with. We can shoot a music video on the way. And I got I got almost all of this on camera, dude. I got the whole thing on camera because my camera was on. Oh, and man. we're driving and fucking dude smoking a bowl in the front seat. Cop flying past in the other lane as he's oh, lighting it up. Shit. Yeah. And he ended up. Like, the cop pulled us over. Like, two other squad cars showed up. We all just started rolling cigarettes as soon as, like, we got pulled over. <laughs> so, we're all smoking these hand-rolled cigarettes, like, as the cops are rolling up. And the cops, he's, I, have the, I have the camera in his face, cigarette in the other hand. He's like, he's like, you smoking a joint in front of me? I'm like, no, it's a cigarette officer. He's like, all right. And I'm like, what's your name? What's your badge number? He's like, I'm going to have you step out of the car. And I'm like, what's your, what's your badge number? He's like, no, it's okay. You're going to get out of the car. And I'm just like, all right. And then I set the camera... Uh, He's like, set the camera down. I'm like, can I set it on the end of your squad car facing us as we're being searched? Because we all got searched and shit on the side of the road. And they searched the whole car. Like, the one guy, he thought he had a gun in the car. And he didn't. He <laughs> left. He was he, he was drunk. He was one of the passengers. He had left it in his tent. So he was, like, freaking out about that. Because it was, like, right after, like, George Floyd and all that shit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, like, I'm fucking black. Like, there's no black people up here. I'm going to get fucking shot. And she's like, tweak. I'm like, dude, like, just let me do the talking. I'm like, bro, I've lived up here for, like, two and a half years now. Like, I work at CHOP. Like, and you're like, oh, like, you live up here. And, like, you know, I don't know. We ended up, what happened was one, the guy who was driving got taken to the hospital for blood work and then taken to jail because he got a OWI. And then I had to, like, call my brother because I didn't have my license on me. And... They were just on their way down because they were still at work. I got to leave early, so they're coming down from Sister Bay. Just got to the house. I'm like, are you guys sober? You need to come pick us up at Taco Bell. They're like, what the fuck? Come pick us up. Get back to my house. I'm like sitting there. We're like, all right, well, now we got to go to jail to pick up dude because like he's performing tomorrow. These were all performers at the event. This is like the <laughs> night before at like three in the morning. Oh, like, you know, I'm supposed to be getting things up and going at like 10. And we get, uh, so I'm like, there's the quarter pipes in the big parking lot area because we have the skate stuff set up. And I set my wallet right on the uh, quarter pipe next to my car and didn't grab it again when I got back in the car, but I didn't realize that. Drove with the same two dudes that we had all just gotten pulled over, right? <laughs> Pull up. And he's like, all right, so we're going to release him into your custody. Somebody needs to sign. I'm going to breathalyze you and I need your ID. I'm like, okay, that's me. Go up. Breathalyzes me zero because i wasn't drinking at all and he's like all right where's your id i'm like i'm like oh dude and i like went i'm like one second i ran back to the car checked the car wasn't in the car i'm like oh <laughs> no. i'm like dude and because oh, like the other guy who's they're both drunk the other two guys that are with me so they can't drive whatsoever Jeez. <laughs> on top of me not having my license i'm going to the police station and I get there, and he's like, he's like, oh, like you guys have been pretty cooperative. Don't worry about it. We'll just use his license. You got breathalyzed. You sign. You drive. 
Yeah. And we got him out of there, went to sleep at like 4.30 in the morning, woke up at like 9 to a food truck pulling into my driveway. Like, they had to get everything up and going. Like, people showing up. I'm like, oh, my goodness, dude. But That's everything good, everything went out. good first festival. Perfect. Like, no, no problems after that. So, like, the festival itself was like... It's quite the learning experience. Yeah, yeah we're, we've got a couple under my belt at this point, and it's like... I don't know. It's always a free for all for the most part. Like you can do your best to set up your tower defense and your way that you're going to try and funnel things. But like, you know, ultimately like what I learned with the first long days is like the weather, like we had the two venues set up, which we only have the one venue set up now, but we had the two alternating venues and the parking field. But this was before we had done any like gravel culvert at the end of the field for like an exit. Cause we've got like a dedicated exit now. Um, but the whole field just evolved into like a mud pit, like cars were getting oh, stuck yeah. at like three in the morning, four in the morning. Like I remember it was like sunrise and I'm like pushing like cars out through the mud and like, <laughs> we're like grabbing doors off of stuff in the shed to just like throw it under tires. And, like, Jesus. Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it was, it was crazy. So, you know, like really, I mean, we did a decent amount of like, uh, shout out to Andrew. He got like a big bobcat bulldozer out and like was clearing things out, leveling it. So we've done some decent landscaping so we can handle more cars now. But hmm. I don't know. There's, there's there's a lot of unforeseen logistical hurdles that are just always going to pop up. And that's why I'm like so grateful to the community that's been around here. I remember like for the first long days, our like PA like went to shit. <laughs> and Dan Jacobs was just, a, or I don't know if, was it, I think it was David Smurge. David, was that you that came and like lent us a mixer for long days? Yeah, shout out to David Smurfs because he <laughs> saved long days. It was it was like a <laughs> Christmas carol, dude. <laughs> Brother That's to the rescue. Yeah, so communities. Yeah, it's really it's just such a special location because I feel like there's nothing that could imitate Door County and being able to do an event like that in Door County and show mm. people kind of you know what it's like up here and just have it be like a gathering of like creative minds and good people we've never mm -hmm. had we've never had any issues i had to kick out two people for the first time this year after like three years now so that's pretty bad. good track record that's pretty good yeah yeah <laughs> all things considered so we got uh one more song from the album here yeah this one is ice so this got marshall on it aka figment uh produced by jimmy wild and myself all right now this one was just jimmy this one was just jimmy and then engineered by uh, David Smurfs. Let's All go. Right. Cool.
Off of Guerrilla Tactics. That's out November 25th. November 25th. On yep. SoundCloud. On SoundCloud and potentially Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, all the above, you know. Every, it'll be out everywhere eventually. But yeah. yeah, sometimes those other ones can take a little time. I don't like doing plugs, but if you have any interest, viewer, Long Days on Instagram. D-A-Y-Z-E. Long dot days. Well, I was gonna ask because I know that you're trying to get yourself off of uh, <laughs> social media, but yep, you gotta have somewhere for people to follow you. Yep. Um, well, Sajay, thanks for doing this, man. This yeah, has been dude. great. Of course. And anybody who's listening, if you or someone you know is an amazing musician and potentially wants to do something cool, just hit up Long Days. Hit them up. See y'all later. Thanks. <laughs>